Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. This week, coffee houses, roasters, and shops are all celebrating Pittsburgh Coffee Week with a series of caffeine-fueled events. I'm talking with newsletter editor Francesca DeBecco about all that's buzzing in the Berg. It's Monday, October 17th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. take your coffee, Francesca? Ooh, so I make coffee with my French press every morning and I grind my beans <laughs> fresh uh, in, a, in a small hand grinder. I know it's kind of old fashioned, um, but I like it. And uh, I'm an oat milk creamer kind of person. I love oat milk. How about you, Morgan? I, I, I usually go out and get it because I don't have a coffee maker yet. What? I've had my eye on. Yeah, I've had my eye on them for years and... I don't know. I just don't know what to get, I guess. But uh, if I do go out, I usually get just like a splash of, yeah, either oat, coconut, or almond milk. I guess it just depends on what uh, coffee shop I go to. Yeah, and I'm definitely riding the uh, pumpkin spice train right now. Gotta gotta get that seasonal that seasonal cup. Yeah. <laughs> they're so comforting. And there's so many places to choose from in Pittsburgh. Um, I learned this past month, there's a new Walt Hub study that said that Pittsburgh is actually tied for first for the number of coffee shops per capita in our city. Hmm. Uh, we're tied with... Uh, our fellow CityCast city, uh, CityCast Salt Lake in Utah, but some of the other cities were Orlando, Richmond, and Spokane. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And is that true? Like, do you remember how they lied to us and told us that we have the most bridges and actually Houston does? And we're not even like a close <laughs> second. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is true. I know that was a, that was a hard one um, yeah. to, to give up. That- a, hard, a hard myth busted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and coffee shops all over Pittsburgh are having events at their stores for coffee week, which we'll get to. But the amount of coffee shops we have in our little piece of earth here is really brewed into the history of coffee in Pittsburgh. And I knew about the Whiskey Rebellion because of a seventh grade history project, but I don't know anything about our history in coffee. So Pittsburgh was actually once the bean roasting capital of America. The largest selling American coffee brand for many decades was Airbuckle's Ariosa Coffee. And it was founded right here in the 1860s. Wow, that long ago. Yeah, I learned about it on The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Um, got a shout out. Uh, yeah, got to shout out our uh, some love for our Pittsburgh guy. Um, his series on Disney Plus does deep dives into um, all different topics. And he shouted out his hometown when talking about how coffee was sort of the fuel of the Industrial Revolution. It was... Thanks to this, you know, magical bean juice, if we can call it magical, uh, (laughs) that workers could make it through those long hours at factories and mills. I do. I I wondered if like coffee being so popular here is because we're such a working class, you know, industrial city. 
Yeah, it very well could be. Um, just as we have this history of coffee in our city, we also have deep roots in union organizing, which is really, truly oh, yeah. tied to our industrial city. Um, we did a podcast earlier uh, this year about the rise of coffee unions, specifically among young queer folks at Starbucks and how that movement is really picking up steam in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. I interviewed National Field Organizer for Workers United, Daisy Pitkin. She's also an author here in Pittsburgh. Here's what she had to say about the movement. Store organizers recognize that, you know, in creating the third place that Starbucks really wants to create, what it's doing is hiring people who it believes can create that dynamic with customers when they come in. So when you go into Starbucks and you order a cup of coffee, Coffee is not the only thing on the menu right. that Starbucks is selling. They're selling an interaction with a certain group of people that they have created to match the sort of aesthetic character of the company. It's the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere. They're selling the atmosphere. They, they're very specific about it, too. They're selling an experience. They say that. Um, I mean, on their website, it says they're selling an experience. They're selling a third place. Mm. They're selling people and people's identities, right? And they're making bank doing it. Yeah. And workers are fed up. They realize that my identity is being sold by this company and I'm barely making a living wage or I'm not making a living wage. You want to feel that you, know, you as a person are seen, you're respected, you know, as the individual that you are um, in your workplace. So yeah, that interview was back in June though. What's happened since then? A lot, actually. Uh, for starters, there's been a bunch of alleged organizing retaliation from Starbucks on its employees. Mm. Two of the workers who I interviewed earlier this year were both fired. Um, there's a case with the National Labor Relations Board out of Pittsburgh, and it's it's getting a lot of national attention. What's in that case? So the board's formal 19-page case revealed that Starbucks offenses and union-busting tactics against 55 workers at four Pittsburgh-area stores, um, Penn Center East, Craig Street, mm -hmm. Market Square, and Bloomfield. But the three worst offenses were outright closure threats. Uh, that was happening from late March of this year through April. And the manager at the... Um, 425 Craig Street location um, made those announcements at what's called a captive audience meeting. That means they like gathered all of their employees and kind of made these um, these these sort of threats to them. So she said that if employees voted to unionize, Starbucks would deny them pay raises and college tuition reimbursements and deny benefits that non-union workers would get. Mm. So there were other incidents cited, like spying on employees and quizzing them on union activities, uh, which is all illegal. And all of this was enough to convince the National Labor Relations Board Regional Director to issue a detailed complaint against Starbucks, um, these regional managers, and former CEO Howard Schultz. Um, so if the two sides don't settle, there will be a regional office hearing um, on the case next year. Uh, January 23rd. From what I've seen and read, it doesn't seem like Howard Schultz is going to be budgeting no. anytime soon. <laughs> 
Hey, Pittsburgh. Behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet. Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy, whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CITYCAST, all one word, for $5 off. But Starbucks isn't the only coffee union we've been following, right? There's also um, that local chain, Coffee Tree Roasters. Yeah, yeah. You might remember that they ran into a lot of trouble in their efforts to unionize at the end of last year, which also led them to file a complaint through the National Labor Relations Board. They voted to unionize across all five stores through the United Food and Commercial Workers back in February. Um, and this past month, they reached an important milestone. So does that mean they have a contract? They sure do. They ratified their first union contract last month. It's for three years, and it includes seniority rights, guaranteed hours, wage increases, digital tips, and overtime pay. That's really good news. We all like, you know, rely on baristas daily, mo- sometimes more than you know, <laughs> yeah, sometimes time a day. more times a day, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get our to get our coffee. So they should be able to rely on good working conditions and fair pay. Yeah, exactly. And my biggest tip as you're visiting area shops would be to always try to leave cash tips. I think that makes a difference. Just to make sure that they're getting their well deserved tips for all of their hard work. Yeah. And speaking of tips, give us the rundown on what's brewing in the Berg for Coffee Week. I just love that. I love all of these Love the alliteration. They're giving, yeah. They're giving me so much life. Um, so there's a lineup of really cool caffeine-fueled events all week long. And before we start, uh, we'll have a link to all this uh, Coffee Week stuff in our show notes. So be sure to go there mm-hmm. to <laughs> take a peek. Um, so we'll kick things off with what's happening today. Uh, Ada on the north side is having a comparative wine and coffee tasting with nine o'clock wines. Um, They're a local natural wine club and bottle shop in Lawrenceville. Um, So guests can taste those natural wines and the naturally processed coffees from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Western Avenue location. Uh, Tickets are $15. And of course, you have to be 21 or older. I've heard a lot about natural wines, um, so that's really cool that they're having an event where people can taste them and that they, that we have a place that makes them. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't backyard. expect to mix wine and coffee, but like, all right, cool. <laughs> right, I might, you know, I might just go for the naturally processed coffee, but um, maybe that's a little easier on the tummy too. Who knows? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but if uh, movies and coffee are more your jam, there's an mm. outdoor movie night tonight at Red Hawk Coffee Roasters in Sharpsburg from 7 to 10 p.m. There's going to be beer, cocktails, coffee themed bites. You just need to bring a blanket or a chair to get cozy. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Another one, Kelvin in Homewood is holding a small seminar for coffee sustainability for small businesses from five to eight on Thursday. So that one's good if you have a small coffee business. Um, And on Friday night, there's coffee and cocktails at Defer Coffee and Tea in the Strip. That's from six to nine p.m. Interesting. Again, with this mixing alcohol and coffee, this 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 caffeine alcohol combo. I don't know if I can do it. Because maybe it's like you relax a little bit after work, so maybe you have your your cocktail, but uh, you know maybe you got 
got some somewhere else to be a little bit later. So you need to <laughs> a pick me you up. You got to perk back up. Yeah. <laughs> well, moving to a more, I guess, uh, serene type of gathering. Uh, for those of mm. us who like to spend their Saturday mornings caffeinated, there is a plant pop up. And from, I do. Yes, there's a plant pop up from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Hilltop Coffee in Arlington. They're hosting the plant store City Grows, so you can go get some coffee and house plants. Um, that sounds like a great Saturday. They'll have snickerdoodle latte on the menu. That sounds fabulous for yeah. October. Sounds like a great time. And if you've got latte art skills, look no further because we've got the competition for you too this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Ghost Coffee and Commonplace Coffee is having a latte art throwdown and closing party from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Trace Brewing in Bloomfield. Have you ever been there? I haven't, but that sounds awesome. I really like it. It's really nice outdoor space. Um, there is a fee to compete, but the event is free and open to everyone. And costumes are also encouraged at this event and not just by me. They said it on the flyer. <laughs> yes. Dress up, go get your coffee, participate in the latte art, sounds like a really great time and don't forget to stay tuned uh with the newsletter all week long i will be publishing a series of coffee related things all week so stay caffeinated some news before you go President Joe Biden will be back in Pittsburgh on Thursday. The White House hasn't released much information, but he's supposed to arrive after attending a reception in Philly for Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman. Police say they're still investigating a bad shooting on the north side that happened on Saturday night. Three people were shot and killed, and at least one other person was shot in the leg. It happened on Cedar Avenue in that space between Giant Eagle, the Sunoco gas station, Allegheny Commons Park, and the Elks Lodge. And police are still struggling to put the pieces together. And the CityCast team was wrong. We definitely thought the Steelers were going to go down yesterday against the Bucks, But they pulled it out, even after starting quarterback Kenny Pickett went out with a concussion in the third quarter. But Mitch Trubisky came in and got it done. So congrats to the team and to our Pens, who are 2-0 on the season, both at home. They'll be in Montreal tonight, the Pens, at 7. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, you know, recommend us to someone new. And if you're not liking it, maybe drink some coffee. Maybe we're a little bit better, you know, after you have one. And we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. So we'll see you then. The seasonal flavors have me in a chokehold right now. Every day I've been going and being like, please get a green tea. You don't need any more caffeine. And somehow in the line, I'm like, I will take this apple fritter coffee, please. <laughs>